Welcome to Beyond the Field Podcast, your weekly dose of finance, property, and epic people doing epic things powered by the team at Money Empire. Get informed and entertained with the coolest cats in the business. I'm Kane Wallstrom. I'm Easton Nasewa. And I'm Lydia. <laughs> and that's through you. Together we are the BTF Bandits. Yes, I am a bandit. It's so good to be here. I love being a bandit. Isa, welcome back, mate. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, today, we're actually going to discuss, because it's very, very topical, the cost of living. Stress. And what has been going on. And Isa, obviously, your cost has gone through the roof when you've got 20 cows and sheep. And mm. I thought you were going to say 20 kids. So well, I was like, <laughs> oh my God. You've got a crocodile now on the farm too? We're close to. Close, close to. to. Cows are not cheap. And why I mentioned that the vet bills are going up, aren't they, with mm. inflation? Vet bills are skyrocketing, hence, uh, no, I better not say that, but there might be an easier, quicker option to get rid of the animals rather than actually pay for them. But in hindsight, they could be good food in the freezer. Sorry to all the fruitarians out there. Okay, well, that threw us, didn't it? Yeah, anyway, love that. Um, Lydia, summarise your thoughts on um, what's going on. You were talking about petrol prices the other day when you were filling up the big march. I was. Hey? <laughs> Not April, the march. <laughs> what a beast. I was just going to say shit's expensive. Mm. And that's where I'm at emotionally. <laughs> Tell us, what was it costing you um, just to have an interest before the prices rose? Was it $2.50 for a full tank? Oh, oh $2.49 on a good day. <laughs> How much was it fill up? Um, oh, my God. I remember I wasn't actually able to use those, like, discount cards because I would always be under the $40 limit. It's <laughs> 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 awesome. That is awesome. So now I'm up to, like, 65 which is breaking my bank. Okay. So now I've got no fun income, no fun things to spend money on. You know what your tank is to cost to fill up at the moment? Um, so I would have averaged uh, 70 a week on diesel. You know, yeah, it all averages out when you chuck in ruck charges, um, road user charges and the likes. But yeah, I'm averaging about 70 to 75 a week. I'm guessing that might jump to about 85 a week. Um, but for the first time in a long time, or that I can remember, my wife texted me saying, damn, petrol's expensive. And again, she d- right? that was just for the lawnmower. <laughs> and but she, yeah, she was she was shocked that um, diesel for the for her tank was one hundred and thirty. Um, she probably did let it get down quite low. Um, but yeah, it, it's feeling the pinch. And I guess the real pinch around petrol prices came was on Friday afternoon when I drove past Gull in Albany, the new one, and there was a queue of seventy cars down the road, black blocking Albany Highway, um, just because of all the, I guess panic uh, that people would have seen in the news and on social media on Friday in particular. To paint the pictures for the listeners, I got a phone call from Isa around that time, <laughs> screaming down the phone, get to the pump. <laughs> now, I thought something had happened, but it was the fuel prices going up. Fuel and prices were going up. I went to the service station to buy donuts because there oh, are fuck, crispy, <laughs> crispy creams are at the BPs. Shout out to Hamas Patterson. <laughs> But, um, yeah, there was a mad rush. And I guess with the whole, uh, the cost of living, you know, in the front of people's mind, there is a lot of doom and gloom. But I don't think it becomes to reality and comes to the forefront until you experience it yourself. And when I mean by myself, by yourself, when you're at the, at the shops, doing a shop, things look way more expensive. You start to question, geez, that's like way more expensive yeah. than expected. That's when it really, I guess, comes front of mind for people is that day-to-day living when they feel the pinch there that it's more than just what's going on in the media. 
throwing a serious question at you, Lydia. Oh God. How how do you think, or how has it, or will it affect you if you think you're a first home buyer, right? And mm-hmm. how long you've been there for eight months now? You probably made about ten million dollars on that time. Yeah, we have. Thank you. Um, And (laughs) I love it. Groceries, eating out, whatever you guys do, have you seen an increase in your household budget? Yeah, I mean, look, my boyfriend's a six foot five um, dinosaur. Yeah, I was going to say demon, but that's mean. (laughs) Yeah, um, (laughs) he actually doesn't exist. (laughs) No, he does. Shout out to Ben. Love, love, Ben. No, so he eats like when he. When he goes for a mountain bike, he'll burn about 7,000 calories a day. And he'll be like, whoa, I've burned 7,000 calories a day. And it's so expensive to feed him. And I've noticed since he's joined my household, (laughs) since we've combined our households, my food bill has gone up from like 50 a week to about 200. And then with the rising cost of living and how every piece of grocery is now $1 or $2 more expensive Mm -hmm. at a minimum, not including cheese, because that's gone up by 20, I swear to God. um, Our... Our food bill is now like three hundred and fifty. Yeah. It's oh my god! If and the, the march is expensive now, and I got it because it was cheap, and now that's expensive. And I'm more concerned about the future, where there's going to be people who are going to be living on minimum wage, and they won't be able to afford food, or they won't be able to afford to nourish themselves properly. Mm. And I think we've talked about inflation in the past and what's happening around with interest rates. So if you're holding debt and you're coming off a one, two year, three year fixed rate, maybe. Um, your rates may jump a bit higher as to what's going on around the household. Thoughts on that, East? I know we've talked about that before. Yeah, there's um, the people that are, have done really well in getting on the property ladder in the last few years, um, you know, whether they fix for a certain period of time, but with those coming off, rates have risen a lot. So they will notice that immediately in their mortgage repayments um, and it'll sort of dial down or they need to double down on what it actually looks like, what are some strategies around that. Um, Then also talking about household budgets or individual budgets uh, really, you know, you can't, they're they're all the things you gotta sort of be front footing and not letting it um, be a burden on the back of your head, you know, be proactive and get out there and sort of put some planning around that. The hardest thing for a human to do is to stop what they're currently doing, right? So if they're spending 300 bucks a week at the groceries, if they've got to cut things out, that's hard for them to do. And if everything's rising around food, petrol, um, interest rates, rent, all that kind of stuff, what's probably the one thing that's going to happen over the next six months is we're probably going to take out consumer debt. Credit cards are going to get racked up. Lines of credit that won't be able to be paid off. Mm. So you're talking about running a household budget, Isa. It's easier said than done, though, right? Oh shit, yes. Oh, it's was, um, yeah, that was a big one. You know, chucking <laughs> chucking four girls that are coming up to the age where they like clothes and like change. You're chucking uh, schooling now, where most kids need a Chromebook or a, um, a device. Um, uh, you know, there's there's certain schools out there that it's bloody costly having you know school uniforms and the like. All these are just mm-hmm. these ongoing costs which won't go anywhere and won't change. But in regards to sort of household budget, and I think wastage will come to the front of mind um i hate wastage but it will just mean you've got to make the most of what you were buying like if you waste food and i know lydia and i had talked about this like it's just money down the drain um and i think a lot of us have had a little bit of practice in that in lockdowns because when you weren't going to the supermarket every other day and you had to sort of buy for seven days which is a lot of meals without any uber eats or any deliveries um you really made the most of what you bought. And 
I think we had less wastage as a family when we were in lockdown because we know we couldn't just get out there and waste stuff. So it gave us a reality check around, you know, not wasting food. And we've already spoken about this. Yeah, I definitely think reduce, reuse, recycle has been huge. I don't like the idea of wasting food at all because now a broccoli is like $4. Mm. So what are you going to do with the stem that you don't need? Oh, that goes on the stir fry too. Mm. What about you, Kay? And you've got, you've got a baby. How, is, how are your costs going? Well, I try to give that baby away a bit. Oh, nice. It yeah. my cost. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Offload it. Yeah, I think. Because uh, let me just chuck this at you. You can't not buy nappies. Yeah. You, for certain people, can't not buy formula. I stopped those a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> but there's certain costs, and formula is damn expensive yeah. for all the you know, young parents out there that are buying formula. You can't avoid that. You need it. You can't avoid. You have to buy nappies. These are the costs that... You uh you can't they're just fixed. You, they're fixed. You can't just get rid of these out of your household budget. I tell you, I, I know when there's a problem with not stock or maybe stock, but also too people replacing shelves is when the baby aisles are dry with um, formula and nappies. Oh yeah, and I've been there a few times to pick up those essentials. Oh no, and they're not there. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to the local dairy, and that formula is about fifteen percent more expensive. Yeah, than yeah. So you're sort yeah. of hamstring around what you can do. Um, I think, yeah, you have to cut back on certain things. You have to cut back on um, probably your discretionary side. So mm. maybe getting that extra bar of chocolate um, <laughs> or that extra 10th coffee for the day, you've definitely got to cut back on. Tonight. And I think it also too comes down to probably what you were mentioning earlier, being smarter on the weekends around what you might do as a family. Instead of going out for breakfast, you can still go out, but it might be that you make it at home and take it with you. Yeah. Utilise the parks we have around, especially in Auckland, but in New Zealand. Do stuff like that rather than probably what everyone has been doing for the last 24 months where money was so cheap, Mm -hmm. they were spending. Mm. Flip side to that, we're coming out of lockdowns, people actually wanted to spend because they hadn't seen cafes for a long time. But for instance, if if I'm nice and I take my family, my wife and kids surfing with me, which is every now and then, but if I go to a cafe after that and have sort of a sit-down breakfast, I'm spending 140 bucks. Yeah, easily. damn, easily, and that's damn expensive. Yet if I go surfing by myself, I'm taking... You know, a ready-made tea and an up-and-go. Um, <laughs> but, like, just being smart about that, I don't think there will be as many opportunities like that because you just have to really rethink your whole sort of living situation and budget. Yeah, and going back just what you said, then what I said, is that definitely get out and spend in your community, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really tough people. Sport local. Yeah, oh, absolutely. God, yeah. Go to your local mm. cafes, dairies, whatever they are help them out because people are spending less I can tell you because I go and I see it yeah one of the best um, great little restaurants out in Kumio is Hapunan shout out uh, (laughs) Lisa Barton but um, they put out a post the other day that said you know look times haven't been smooth the lockdown has really had a massive impact on their industry but they are a thriving up and coming business they put a post out on the community page I where me and Simon were like do you know what we're going to go we're going to support them we're going to support them I was the second to last order and they sold out. Oh my goodness, that's so they so sold good. out at five past eight and they close at nine Yay. on last Thursday night and they sold out. So that was such a good sign of everyone supporting local getting in behind and I'd much rather money go to them yeah. and help them succeed and thrive as a, sort of a local business than you know, just outsourcing somewhere else. What do you see with international travel ha- Well, coming back this year? Are, are you going to see, obviously with fuel costs and that go up, are you going to see... Um, Tickets far more expensive than what we did in the past. They're yeah, twenty thirty percent more. Does that mean less Kiwis travel abroad? Do they travel around New Zealand, or 
Is it going to get really tough where that does not occur at all? I reckon Kiwis are going to start moving over. Remember the whole OE thing and Kiwis living in London is huge. There's going to be so many New Zealanders that haven't had that opportunity. Mm. There's the great resignation. There's people looking for better. There's people looking for better money. And it's kind of cheaper overseas, although I'm not too sure what's happening in the UK, especially Mm. with this whole saga in Eastern Europe. And that's probably the other thing, right? The longer this war goes on, the more the actual global economy is affected. Mm. And what happens with crude oil what happens with inflation and our interest rates we already know there's shortages in supply chains exactly you know and now there's restrictions on some of where some of these supplies come from so it's like a snowball effect from not just one thing but multiple things what would be some of the things if you were giving some advice to one of your clients that was a family that came and saw you they were having they've obviously got a mortgage and they're like, shit, we feel like we're going backwards. What are some of the things that they could do physically here and now looking at the big stuff? So looking at your household um, debt, looking at your outgoings, what, are some, what would be some solutions? Yeah, look, there's always um, an immediate thing to look at sort of your mortgage and how that's structured um, and possible options around that. You can't avoid paying that, but there's a different ways to structure it. Um, you definitely look at that immediately. So um, you're talking about like extension ex- of loan Extending terms, out loan you terms. To? You know, if you're down to a 27-year loan term, there's always the option, um, all things being equal, to extend that back out to 30 years and go to minimum repayments and then sort of, uh, or even interest only in certain situations to a point. Understanding what that looks like for, you know, a short to medium um, amount of time, one to two years, and then really reshaping your budget to actually understand your ingoings, uh, outgoings and uh, incomings, like really understanding that not just thinking you do, but dialing back and doubling down. So there is options around what your mortgage structure can be. Being a young female before oh, you, I'm a young female. Exactly. Hello. Oh my God. Yeah, I am. Oh my God. Yay. <laughs> the young females. Um, question for you. Would it put you off having kids in this current climate? Absolutely. And there are already studies that are coming out that saying more people are not having kids because it seems too tumultuous to even raise them. The financial ramification of having a child at the moment is currently outweighing the pros of having them. Um, it's crazy. It's insane. And I know a lot of people that are in the same boat where they really want kids, but the thought of bringing them up in this economy and bringing them up in the lifestyle that they don't think that they can give them is terrifying. Mm. Um, that affects our workforce in 20 years' time. Exactly. And there are studies done about this as well. Someone was studying this over in Germany. God, I really need to get a life. <laughs> Someone was studying this over in Germany and they're looking at... Um, I think it's uh, something politically over in the US. But what they're finding is that they're trying to, some of the US politicians are trying to force women into having children, or that's kind of their hypothesis, case in point, whatever is happening in Texas with some of the abortion bans, because the current workforce won't be able to replace the, um, sorry, the new workforce? The upcoming, the impending doom of the workforce (laughs) won't be able to replace what it currently is. So not to be all doom and gloom, but that's quite stressful. Although the idea of having kids would be nice. It would be fun. I'd like them. You can comment on that, Lisa. (laughs) I'm done with kids. (laughs) (laughs) How many do you have again? I have four beautiful girls. Um, (laughs) But, you know, yeah, just, just 
if it isn't going to change, something needs to budge somewhere. So I think sort of doubling down and understanding what that looks like because every single person's situation is different. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, you can't magically go out and make your income increase massively. Um, so yeah, doubling down and understanding that is, is a really good conversation because then we sort of strike out all those possibilities of mental health and all the external pressures. Oh God, yeah, mental health is huge. Um, what do we think? So now the triple CFA has been introduced and it stops predatory behavior from these credit lines. What are your guys' thoughts on how that's going to impact consumers over the next couple of years with the triple CFA, but people are gonna need to take up more credit. They're gonna need to take out loans to survive. This, this is solely my opinion, mm. solely my opinion. Solely came to I don't know if the Triple CFA Act has actually caused a slowness in the market, to be honest. I think a rise in interest rates has been the main play and the back end of this pandemic where it's tailed on. That is purely my opinion. The Triple CFA Act has, will have some, uh, I suppose, um, roadblocks to clients but the stuff that you hear in the media and what you see on these articles I mean Esh you can talk more than me have you come across any real issues where the triple C effect has closed in for one of your clients no <laughs> um, well what I would say is there's, there has been roadblocks but we haven't got declines and this is like bank people got to realize even with the triple cfa banks like lending money it's what they do it's how they make money they make money and make billions um so we always see change in credit we've always see like triple cfa is the new fancy word that is always ongoing and that happens multiple times during a year and has happened multiple times every year um, and will continue to. So there's always changes and always roadblocks, and we, but we're still getting approvals across the line for clients that are in a great position to buy. I guess when numbers are skewed or there's a, they call the slowdown in the market, maybe we're just missing those real crazy astronomical numbers that were due to FOMO last year, and we're seeing sort of uh, leveling out rather than a full-blown correction. And humans follow. Mm. And what happened last year is one person goes and then the other follows and then the million others follow in that purchase or entering into that market. So um, yeah, it would have had some mm. slowdown from the triple CFA, but I actually don't think that's the main cause around mm. what's going on at the moment. And there's so many global factors mm. that mm. will continue to happen for a period of time. But if you're bought and you're holding and you've got time in the market from an asset point of view whatever asset that is you'll be okay you'll ride the ups and downs mm. um if you're trying to make a quick buck you can get caught out or you could make money but mm. there's always a risk involved right so i think from a cost of living point of view in summary from me you can't dictate what things are going to cost mm. it's just out of your control yeah. so you just got to roll with it you've got to make sure you can get through the bad times so when you get to the good times you can execute some of your goals number one tip don't eat zucchinis they're 40 dollars a kilo oh my god i threw up in my mouth are you serious 38.99 a kilo zucchini slices more than a block of gold (laughs) don't eat zucchinis oh my god Um, (laughs) (laughs) don't buy blocks of cheese because they're also like astronomical from your point of view hello what would you round off with what would i round off with oh look shit's expensive and um good luck no (laughs) imagine what would i round off with i actually don't have any advice other than you're gonna have to ride this one out like it sucks and there's definitely um camaraderie and suffering which 
everyone can kind of relate to as an as a young female but I guess it kind of it is what it is there's not much you can do yeah there's not much you can do other than cut back where you can spend local if things cost money it's kind of just being comfortable with the fact that things will unfortunately cost more money until we figure out what to do or until there's I don't know everyone's suddenly paid a million dollars so don't eat zucchinis <laughs> um, but ask for help do not bottle it up do not suppress it all um, uh, if in doubt ask for help because it'll it'll be the big step in the right direction and I think from me look at your big ticket items that cost the most your mortgage if it's your rent your rates whatever it is mm. look at those see what you can do talk to someone that's clued up in that space whether it be from a vice piece or a family friend um, and try to minimize those points or those outgoings btf bandits <laughs> thanks for listening to beyond the field if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your mates or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Field Podcast or send us an email at info at beyondthefield.co.nz. Thanks again and we'll see you all next time.